Welcome to the USL Show. This is Phil, and I am here with Pony. We're brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network, by the way, also sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Uh, this is going to be a little quick one. Uh, Pony, how you doing today, buddy? Uh, pretty good. Sunday morning, looking forward to USL starting about another hour. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, it's Premier League weekend. Um, cha- uh, sorry, Bundesliga 2 has started. Uh, championship has started a week or so ago. So we're getting into where we can watch soccer pretty much all day again. It's always good to do that. Yeah. Makes we can go by pretty quickly, though, at times. Yeah, completely agree. Um, what uh, Did you watch some soccer this morning? Yeah, I watched the late, late uh, Premier League game. Oh, Kinda okay. Kind of got out of hand there. Yeah, the Chelsea Man U. Yeah, that's the, the bad part of being West Coast is it makes it easy to watch USL games, but early game started like 4 a.m. for us for Premier League and that's not <laughs> happening yeah I didn't realize that it's perfect for me I get up with my kids and so I'm pretty much wide awake for the first game uh but that's bad for you guys um I think what yeah I watched a little bit of that I saw that Pulisic wasn't starting for Chelsea so I decided to do my yard work then in case we did a show today and it looks like we're doing it <laughs> so that was a good choice yeah Good call. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I can't think of anything else I watched. I did watch yesterday. It's not even, you know, it's still a friendly, but I watched Juventus versus Atletico Madrid. And do you ever like watch a lot of USL for a really long time? And then you watch the top tier and you're just like, holy crap, it's just so damn good. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's it's different to go. Oh, wow. These guys are faster and stronger and doing all these insane things. Right. And the touch is clean. They don't lose the ball randomly. It's just it's totally different. That game to me was just like, oh, my gosh, these guys are so good. It was a really good game on top of that. Um, So, yeah, really interesting to watch that game. That was my favorite one. My favorite game in months, probably that on for as far as like really pretty, beautiful, perfect soccer, basically. So I'm not a big Ronaldo fan either. And he had a bad game. So I'm fine with that. too. Hey, that's a good thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> OK, I'm not alone on that. Um, all right. Let's talk a little USL. Um, we're going to start with just random news. It was cool to see Harry at Ryman call on um, Harry Austin from San Antonio came up to St. Louis. He and his family seem to enjoy uh, the city a little bit. He hit up a lot of the right places. If anyone comes to visit St. Louis, uh, ask me where to go, ask Stuart where to go, maybe the Luligans or a uh, bird, uh, but maybe ask Harry too, cause he's an outsider and he got to kind of come around and, and check out St. Louis. He did a great job finding good spots. Um, uh, but I saw him at the game last night and you know, we just chatted a little bit, but I brought up Mikey Lopez and I saw in the news that he had a really good goal, but he's been a huge help for San Antonio, almost like they were missing one piece in the attack and he was it and, um, huge help for them. That was a good signing. I think it was a loan from another USL side, or they bought him from someone else. I can't remember. I should know that. But anyway, great goal. He's been doing really well. I know, Pony, you missed that last game he played against Sacramento. but Yeah, it's, I mean, since he's shown up for San Antonio, they're looking a lot better. They've moved from being a maybe playoff team to, I think, probably supplanting someone like Portland or El Paso for that one of the last spots. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Harry and I were kind of in the same um, same spot, basically. Like, yeah, our teams might make the playoffs. We're not too excited about much else because it's not looking too good right now. But at least his is improving. His team's improving. Mine is just kind of falling away slowly, which has been hard to watch. But, um, you know, that leads right into our next set of news, kind of. That is 
that Rising, uh, Phoenix Rising got their 13th straight win. We'll start with that, Pony. You had a few things to say in the pregame here. Yeah, 13 straight wins is, for first of all, it's a USL record that beat Cincinnati, who only had 10 last, only 10 last season in a row. <laughs> but the most, one of the most amazing parts to me is last year in the eighth in the East, Nashville finished eighth and had only 12 wins. So Phoenix has a longer win streak than some playoff teams last year did all season. Ugh, so crazy. And it's just, it's and they're now tied for first for longest unbeaten streak. And that unbeaten streak for Phoenix is only wins. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see how they do. That's a record that I do not think is going to be broken anytime soon. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is, um, you know, I've, I've always been a fan of Alan Koch. He's a real I don't know. I met him once. He was so nice. He was so open. He was just hanging out at a at a bar after a Cincy St. Louis game, and I just have liked him ever since. Um, that said, I listened to an interview today about um, what Nashville, what uh, Speedway Soccer had Jeff Reuter on to talk about the new signing um, they got from the Quakes. Blanking on his name right now, but um, he was talking about that, and he also mentioned. Um, you know, about moving M- USL teams to MLS and their systems. And he just kind of said something like, you know, I'm not certain FC Cincinnati had a system under Alan Koch. So I don't know. I, t- I said all that to say that since he had such a good run and I didn't think it was going to get topped, I really didn't. But I don't know. Are we seeing Phoenix who has really good players? Maybe not even quite as good as Cincinnati or maybe they are as good or better. Uh, but I kind of consider them not necessarily good indiv- as good of individual players as Cincinnati had last year, but maybe they're just coached better. What do you? Where do you fall in that, Pony? Um, I think to extend one thing Phoenix has working for him is getting lucky a little bit, especially on these last few games. If you watch them play against I and Tulsa and RGV, which they only won by one in all three of those games, mm-hmm. if they played a good team, they would have not won any of those. And again, yesterday against El Paso, a were went up a man in the end of the first half and won that one two one. It wasn't dominant performances. They're doing just enough to get by, but I think there's you know, they just have a system that works so well. I mean, Asante's going to probably be MVP at this point. I don't think it's going to that's going to change much. A lot like Ledesma was last year, and Phoenix did a better job of building a USL team around Asante than Cincinnati did of building an MLS team. Well, MLS USL borderline team around Ledesma. Oh, I think that's really well said. I think that's exactly it. Phoenix is very practical in the in the people they brought up. And yeah, individually, they may not be as good as those individual Cincy players, but uh, they had more pur- They have more purpose, don't they? I like that. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Cincinnati was half was one step out the door. Mm-hmm. They kind of have to, you have to set up a team differently. You can't buy an MLS team in the USL because you're not going to be able to afford it. But you don't want to feel the USL team because you're going to get destroyed next season. Without a doubt. I, I think that's uh, very well said. Very nice. And oh, and, and as far as getting lucky, that does happen. I really feel like uh, part of me is really scared that St. Louis, who has been doing badly for a very long time, had a great start. But a lot of those goals in their first early wins were like, you know, set pieces, you know, or the red card at the right time. And so I'm really scared. This is just how good we've always been. And we had a really good start because of luck, but you know, it plays a part. I don't think that's the case with St. Louis. Um, 
But anyway, just something. Yeah, well, St. Louis is going to be heading back home soon. That's going to help them out a lot. Yeah. Well, it didn't last night, or maybe it did. I don't know. St. Louis went down and and they drew one one on a on a penalty in the box against Charleston last night. Uh, so that was interesting. I have faith in this team. I'm, we'll talk about that another time, but St. Louis will get better. Let's move on to the other piece of news. The last piece of news I wanted to bring up, to be honest with you, this morning um, is um, Red Bull 2 taking the lead in the East. Looking at their games on in the standings in the last five, they've won four, drawn one. They're on a tear. Yeah, well, their last game yesterday was a little bit controversial if you missed it. I did, but were there two red cards, I feel like? There were two red cards at the exact same time. Mm. It was up 1-0. They had a player bring down a guy in the box. It was clearly clearly a PK, clearly a yellow, but he got sent off for being last man, which was a little bit questionable. Mm. I could see it just being a yellow, and during the argument, another Hartford player made contact with the ref, so they go down two players against New York. Mm. I mean, they're up one nil, but they cannot hold. You can't, you can't keep New York shut out with a nine man team. No, it's in, You're a great team. You can't do it. No. And Red, Red Bull does the opposite in the East where everyone else likes to be compact. Uh, Red Bull just doubles down on the attack, right? <laughs> Basically. Yeah. And the they, press. They're, yeah. They're tied. I think they're tied for Phoenix or actually Phoenix took it, took it back, but they were tied for Phoenix for most goals scored in the league. Mm hmm. Every once in a while, I wonder if any independent sides could pull off pressing as much as Red Bull does. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe Louisville has dabbled in that in the past, but I mean Red Bull's known for it, right? Yeah, they're just they're the team that will score, and they're going to score constantly. I mean, looking at this, they have I think they have four games or, or three or four games where they've scored at least five goals this season. I mean, it's just yeah, they can score, and that's all it is. Yep. Uh, very cool to watch them. Independence, or sorry, a, a two side taking lead in the East. How embarrassing for all of us independent fans. Um, you know, you got to think about them going down. They're the ones that we all talk about, especially where if all the two sides go down, they're probably the main one we'd be sorry to see leave, right? Yeah, I mean, if New York goes down to USL 1, they're going to finish the season unbeaten, probably. Oh, yeah. I mean, that good. They're just going to humiliate teams all season long. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the attendance is still not there for them. So, I mean, I kind of get it in that way from the league perspective. But as far as play on the field and as far as uh, youth development for the national team, they're a big piece. So, you know, that's one to watch for sure. Um, let's get into... Yeah, I mean, this. maybe move them like you did with Tacoma. Yeah, I know. Right. That would be awesome. There are ways around it. I hope it's not one and done with all of that. I hope we find middle ground, a little gray area, as I like to uh, land in in most cases. So I just hope it. I hope some can stay and some can go. It would be ideal, I think. But uh, I don't know. I'm thinking we uh, go into rankings here, Pony. It's your specialty. Now that I've rambled on some of my favorite topics. Um, Let's talk about yours. Um, you're kind of, let's start off with what we kind of disagree with. You are of the opinion that basically top seven at most can win the league at this point. Yeah. I mean, maybe get down to eight if you want to say Pittsburgh, because I think they're yeah. hanging out there by themselves. Agree. And they, if they get hot, they could do it. I just don't think they can. But for me, looking at it, it's New York, Tampa, Indy, Nashville, Pittsburgh in the east, and then Phoenix, Fresno, Reno out west. And that's the end. I don't see anyone else really having enough talent, or at least they have a bad weak point where they can't overcome it enough. 
I mean, if you want to talk like the Monarchs, they have basically no good road wins, and they're going to be on the road a lot. New Mexico can't play defense. I think they still have more games where they've allowed three goals. They have games where they shut their opponent out. You're not going to win the West doing that when you're going to have to play Phoenix at some point. Mm. Yeah, I, and you just brought it up. That New Mexico being out of that picture, in your opinion, is a huge surprise to me, though I don't necessarily disagree based on what you said. That's crazy, though. Yeah, say so they're a good team. They're probably going to be fine with Monarchs for fourth. And if they get really lucky, they might be able to score one against Phoenix on the road. I kind of doubt it, but mm. they're they're just uh, kind of a wild card. But I mean, looking at their school, their best win is home against the Monarchs all season. Mm-hmm. Maybe road to Sacramento, and that's about it. They don't have that. They don't have a lot of quality wins. It's the same thing I have against a couple of the next tier East teams. They're good, but they haven't beat anybody good. They do. They win who they need to beat, and then they lose against the good teams. Right. Yeah, looking at the East, where did you cut off the line with Indy 11, or do you include North Carolina in that? I don't have North Carolina and Ottawa in it. Mm-hmm. For me, they, it's North Carolina is just way too swingy. They'd have to get hot and stay hot, but yeah. I mean, they've had some good games. I mean, they've beat New York and Tampa both on the road. Mm-hmm but they've lost to Birmingham and they've lost to Atlanta. And those are kind of weird losses. Yeah. Uh, One thing. So I guess this is where I want to push back is you're basically, when you do your numbers, you are trying to typically, you're almost always right when it comes to who is where on the last day of, of regular season play. Correct. Is that basically how it, it, it ends up? Right. Mine usually picks the, the seedings pretty well. Yeah, got it. And then the thing about that is the playoffs are just a whole other ball game where it's just, I don't know, is it impossible statistically to kind of plan that out? Well, you could guess, but yeah. there's no way to tell. I mean, look at what Park did for a couple of years out west. I mean, yeah. as the, I think they, to me, kind of infamously as the fourth seed back-to-back years, I think, made the championship never playing a road game. Yeah, and on the other hand, look at how the Monarchs have dove out so badly. Um, who else has done that? Reno hasn't gotten past the first uh, first round, I don't think, even though they've been some of the better teams in the regular season as far as where they ended in the table. Um, yeah, the, yeah the top shot West has had a really rough go over these last few seasons. Yeah, true. I think, I think they've got knocked out three of the last four seasons in the opening game. Yeah, not last year because I think OC didn't they win it and they went on to the I second think they round. Got at least. One, but I remember, yeah, I know. I think Sacramento lost it as a, I think as a top one, or if they beat the Monarchs as a top one. It's one of those where the top seed does not win in the West. Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting to watch this year, especially that would be a hell of a shocker, right? If if Phoenix didn't go past the first round. I mean, yeah, it'd be shocking. I mean. Like I said, they're probably playing New Mexico or Salt Lake. Who mm-hmm. Those two teams can show up at any given day. Yeah. But I think Phoenix would have to come out and play a poor game. And they'd have to have their opponent play a very good game. Mm-hmm. Just a really weird, hey, they did something stupid and got a man sent off in the first 20 minutes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But when it comes to the playoffs, you know, like we were saying, it's 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 any game, any any team could win. And that's where... Some of these lower teams could could steal it randomly. I would say, I've been thinking about this. I think the lower teams that will do best in the first or second rounds, you know, the easiest to to be the upsetters, I feel like North Carolina has that in them in the style of, ba- of football they play. I almost said baseball. I don't know why. Um, and then Pittsburgh, Riverhounds are just a hard team to beat in general. 
I think out west, New Mexico could just outscore you, outscore any team on any given day, depending on how it's played. But I don't know if anyone else in the West would would make me all that worried in the first round. Are any are there any borderline teams that could really steal it for you that are towards the middle of the, of the standings right now? I mean, if we're going to ignore New Mexico and Salt Lake, it's going to probably be surprising. I'm going to even say this team to a lot of people, but the team who recently has given me the most upside of they could maybe make a good run of it if they get lucky is San Antonio. They've actually looked good these last this last month or so. They don't. I've had them at like the very pale in the playoffs. If they could get to a point where their first game is not against Phoenix, well, assume they're going to win a play-in game and then get Fresno or Reno, I think you could see San Antonio pick up a couple games. Yeah. The problem is that play-in round makes you play Wednesday and then Saturday. Mm-hmm. And that's an immediate disadvantage. I mean, I don't, I don't mind a play-in round, but give them a week in between to me. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just you're saying, hey, you're going to play two games in a week, one of them against one of the top two teams in the league. I think Congratulations. Yeah, I think that's a, a good debate for sure because I, I'm of the other feeling that especially if you're going to have a play-in game, you're going to let 9 and 10 in. If they happen to win, at least they're at another disadvantage of only getting three, two or three days rest. Uh, to me, I'm okay with that where they almost didn't deserve to be there in the first place. We almost, it could be argued, let too many teams into the playoffs in general I think that's even a stronger argument that really should we be letting 10 teams into the playoffs at this point no <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean the answer's no yeah, <laughs> we shouldn't be doing this it's kind of ridiculous it was fine yeah eight was fine even if we went up to 40 teams in the entire league I think eight in each conference is plenty um so I don't know interesting Interesting. I, I'm, I'm of the opinion, I'm going to start this debate. I don't even like the playoffs. I'm going to be honest with you. I think they're dumb. I don't, I don't enjoy it the way it's done. I know it's kind of an American thing to do, and I understand why we do it, but I'd just like to do away with it and have some other tournament in, 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 instead of it. What do you, how do you feel about playoffs in soccer? I think the only reason it's kind of needed is we have an East and West. Mm-hmm. It's one of those, if, if you have an East and West, you can't really say who's the best team without some sort of playoff system or saying everyone's going to play everyone. But in that case, you're going to have, well, this person was home when they were away. There's no good way to do it. Yeah, that's a good point. That would It would be a real shame if there wasn't any kind of a measuring stick between the East and West. You know, I agree with you there, actually. That's a good point. I guess, I guess what I've always wanted was take the best, say, eight teams in the USL and maybe make it 12, maybe even make it, gosh, 16 is probably too many, probably 12, and do that international, that international league play of some sort where you bring in the best from other countries, bringing in can- Canadian teams from the Canadian Premier League would be interesting. I think it'd be amazing if we could play the second tier of Mexico, the Ascenso, I think that would be amazing and just take all of those best teams from both sides of the conference uh, against those teams. Maybe even like some uh, Caribbean leagues, maybe the best of those or Latin American like Jamaica or Costa Rica. I don't know. It could get really fun. It could get too big, but I don't know. Would you would you say that'd be OK instead of the playoffs? Yeah, I could see doing something like that or even just saying take the top four from the top four from East and West and another teams do a almost like a Champions League start with a pool. Like, everyone's going to play each other pools of four. Everyone's going to play each other once, top two advance to a bracket, and yeah. play on from there. Yeah, and honestly, it could be huge because look at Europa is giant. The The first round of Europa is just ridiculously big. So 
It's doable as long as you can handle the amount of games that are played. Yeah, that'd be a question of how many extra games you're adding onto their schedules. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, and and a lot of those teams don't have the money to stack their roster bigger. So anyway, I think it'd be cool, especially if you took away the playoffs and replaced it with that. Then you could argue that they could handle the amount of games. But um, I don't know. I, I'd rather have that than the playoffs. I'm not. I'm not sure everyone would feel that way, but I think it's an idea they should explore if they're going to add more games anyway. Which that that. Interleague Cup between Championship and League One, along with the Open Cup, along with the regular season and playoffs in the USL, that's on its way. So um, we'll see. We'll see how teams deal with that, and and maybe some other tournaments could come out of it once we uh, once we have Pro Rel, right? <laughs> oh yeah, it's coming sometime. Yeah, I hope. Maybe. I hope. <laughs> Um, all right, Pony, I, I'm sure I haven't asked you enough questions. Are, are there any more kind of topics you want to bring up as far as ranking teams and who could make it in the end and who could win it all? Um, nothing too huge. I mean, to me, I, like I said, I think it's the first few teams. One thing I'm going to be interested in is seeing where Indy actually finishes because my rankings keep basically saying they're still in the competition for first seed and because of all their games in hand, even though I don't think I think they are clearly the number three seed. Mm-hmm. talent-wise, so that'll be interesting to me to see where that shakes out. Also, Fresno-Reno for second, and West is going to be a fun one. Yeah, it is. Fresno-Reno. Kind of, yeah, I'm also seeing to see who's going who's gonna to ultimately even end up in the playoffs out West, because there's a lot of things up in the air right now. Yeah, the, the I know the points have started to separate a little bit, but after you get to the top, out of the top three, it's still super tight. Ridiculously tight. Yeah, it's between... What's going to be kind of like New Mexico, Salt Lake, and even going down to like the 12th, 13th, 14th seed yeah. is within reach. While in the East, like the top nine are set. And yeah. then it's just who's going to get that last seed. I'd say right now, Orange County at 27 is toward the bottom of not far from, you know, 33 Austin Bold. That's two wins away from Austin Bold. You know, it could go. It could, it could go that way for sure. Oh, and Austin Bold, yeah. by the way, is in fifth. I should have said that. Yeah, I know looking, I haven't updated mine at the end of this week. I usually wait until all the games are over. But the difference between my projected fourth going into this week, which was New Mexico, and my projected 11th, which was Orange County, who would be the one-game-out team, was about 12 points between fourth place and 11th place. Hmm. So it's pretty open, even though I think New Mexico, Salt Lake are going to be our four or five in some order. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, yeah, I, let's go back to what you mentioned a second ago, which was kind of figuring out the top in the East. I, I'm with you there. Um, can, are there any storylines like what, what could Indy do to get to the top or what could Tampa Bay do to continue to lose their spot there or any other thought processes there in the top four? I mean, I think all Indy needs to do is kind of win the games against who they need to win the games against. That's kind of been their mm. weird thing is they haven't had a lot of wins where I go, oh, wow, yeah, Indy's a good team, but they don't have a lot of bad losses either. It's kind of, I mean, looking at them, looking just their record right now, their best win is probably 2-1 against North Carolina on the road. Hmm. At this stage of the season, it's not good. But they don't have, their, I mean, they've lost to Hartford, St. Louis, but those, those are both road games. Yeah. So if they win the games against who against they should be beating, I think they could end up second place because they have the games in hand against New York and 
Tampa. Oh, they do. Look at that. 20 games played versus 23 for everyone around them, basically, and above them. So that's good. Uh, only 20. Were there cancellations? That's really strange that they're so low. They might have had a few changes. I know Charlotte, not Charlotte, Charleston has had a lot of postponements this season. Okay. Yeah. I know it's not one against St. Louis, who's also had a bunch of postponements, but uh, interesting. All right. It's been a random show. I, I think it's been fun to kind of pick some random talkers to, topics to talk about with you. And I think that's a, a good one for today. Are you happy? Yeah, I think we got a good little thing. And uh, welcome back podcast. We've all been scattered these last couple of weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been I went out of town. I was off grid totally. I did a, a backpacking trip up in Isle Royal in Michigan. Um, so, you know, I had no phone service the entire time I was there. Eight days I was there. Um, so I've been gone. Evan's been, we've been figuring out our schedule, how it can work with Evan. And I think we're going to start making it work. But to be honest, uh, we just lost YouTube live probably. So it seems like recording at any time and posting it when it's done will work in the future. And if we don't get one good show in, we're going to start breaking off and doing two or three short ones. We're just going to make it work how we can make it work at the USL show. So get that content. Then. There you go. We'll get the content in. It just might be in pieces. It'll be fine. Uh, two tiny cookies instead of one giant cookie cake. Um, all right. Any last thoughts from you, Pony? And, and as you kind of tell them where they can find you online. Oh uh, yeah, enough much. Just be interested to see what happens with Phoenix. For seems like they hit 15 games in a row winning, but their next their next two games are actually both Dollar Beer Night games apparently. Mm. So they're undefeated on those Friday nights, but they got Reno and Sacramento. So those could be trap games. Yeah, what team shows up? Without a but doubt, it's Dollar Beer Night. Dollar Beer Night. Phoenix <laughs> is probably going to win both those games. I know. Gosh, I mean, that's got to stop sometime, though, right? It's. I think. I think Reno might do it. I, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say that I bet you anything Reno breaks it on this one. It depends what Reno team shows up. I know it's Reno true. has a good team and a bad team. I mean, they just got killed by San Antonio at home yesterday. Where's the Sacramento game? Is it in Phoenix or away? Those are both in Phoenix. Okay, shoot. Well, I see. I know Sacramento did draw Phoenix earlier in the season. Yeah, maybe it'll be a 15 win streak. <laughs> yeah, it's or maybe a 50 50 at this point. Yeah, I could see Sacramento drawing them. I could see that for sure. But uh, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, Reno and Sacramento are good enough to get a draw if they show up and play well. Mm-hmm. Or if Phoenix comes out flat. Yeah, and at this point, it draws a win against Phoenix if you're uh, if you're going to Phoenix for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think my only storyline will be I'm starting to think about what it would be like for an East team to play a West team and, and, and how they play and what style of play might give one the uh, advantage over the other. So I don't know. I keep looking back at that open cup game between Oklahoma City and, and Tampa Bay and Oklahoma City unexpectedly just tore them up. Uh, travel comes into play. So I'm not sure it really meant anything, but that's what my mind's dwelling on lately. And that's, that's my final thought for the day. Um, Oh, pony, you can find pony uh, at USL pony on Twitter. I forgot to make him say that. I kind of cut him off. I'm uh, Phil grooms, two L's, two O's on Twitter. Um, got to finish up of course, by saying thanks to our sponsor, roughneck scarves, official scarf supplier of MLS, USL and us soccer. Get your custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Pony, thanks, man. It's been fun. Yep. Bye, everybody. Bye.